0: Good morning. My name is Jerome Sack. I'm the pastor here at Radiant. I know most of you know that, but if you're a guest with us, we want to say thank you for being our guest. You probably don't know that, that my name is Jerome, or maybe you do, but either way, we want to say thank you for being our guest. We have something called the connection card. It is, uh, there's one should be at every seating arrangement. If you'd fill that out, uh, if you're comfortable filling that out, letting us know that you're here, we'd love to say thank you for being our guest. Um, If it's maybe your third time here and you haven't done that yet, it would invite you to continue to do that. Uh, just want to say thank you for being our guest. People at Radiant, we, call, we use that as well, communicate prayer requests, and, and uh, just to say, hey, I'm here. So uh, thank you for, for being with us this morning and joining us for worship. I've got a couple of announcements, but before I, I do that, let me just mention, because we're in this uh, hybrid service, uh, and we've done a number of things because of COVID, uh, we don't pass the, the basket for the offering but as you leave today there will be ushers at the doors who will have a basket and they'll be they'll gladly receive what you're bringing as you worship the lord and you're giving and church can i say um thank you for that thank you for your generosity and for your faithfulness uh yesterday was just an example of that not monetarily but just the heart of the dna of this church i want to uh just thank all of those who were here as volunteers serving on uh, our facilities, our grounds. I don't know if you could tell on a day like this where it's rainy and kind of miserable, but uh, the, it's beautiful, this facility. And there were so many volunteers who came out. There's The kitchen is beautiful too. You probably haven't even been there, but uh, you, can, you can eat off the floor in there. So don't eat off the floor in there, but you could. I mean, you could eat off the floor anyway, really, but the results may vary. But can we just go ahead and thank all those who volunteered yesterday? <laughs> My son just walked, oh, he's walking back in. I was going to say, I'm buying him a power washer when, for Christmas. So uh, anyway, we, uh, we do have a number of items that we've determined are no longer needed to be stored here in the church. There's a window right there. There's a little table. If any of that's useful to you, I think I saw some Ziploc bags. Who couldn't use some Ziploc bags? There's, what's that? We have too many Ziploc bags, so uh, you are welcome to that as you leave today. There are also a number of hostas that are out the kitchen doors getting muddy, probably. But take one of those muddy hostas home and plant it in a shaded area, and uh, that'd be awesome. Unfortunately, with the weather today, we did have to cancel or postpone our, our fall cookout, and that'll be next Sunday. The weather forecast is good for next Sunday, so looking forward to that. You may have seen an announcement or read something. This is uh, how we do cookouts in, you know, we we used to do pitch-ins, but no one's pitching during COVID. So we're going to provide all the food for you, hot dogs and potato salad and all that. We'll have someone serve you. Things will be individually wrapped. And uh, just bring a blanket or a camping chair so we can sit out on the lawn on a dry, beautiful sunny day. Probably still in the 50s or 60s. But uh, uh, an opportunity for us to be socially distant, but yet together. Uh, and that outdoor arrangement gives us that opportunity. So invite you to be here next week and invite a friend. It'd be a great time. Let's pray before we get to the message and our special missionary guest. Father, we thank you. What a privilege we have to be about what you are doing. You've revealed yourself to us in your word and you've called us to you. Lord, I pray that... uh, now that we are alongside you, we would be about your business and about your work, and that's what this Missions Emphasis Month is about. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna introduce our special guest here, but before I do that, uh, there's a video I'd like to show you.
1: What is true religion? That we help widows and orphans in their time of need. And so out of that, we started Dragonfly Missions International.
2: I love Uganda so much, because you get run to the trees, you climb over some trees, and you're playing around, it's really fun. And the people in Uganda, people are friendly in Uganda. Of course, there are some really big challenges. Here in Uganda, (laughs) The money, there is too much poverty. You work for very many hours, you get very little. The little you have got is not enough.
3: The struggles these ladies were having, some of them didn't have gardens where to get food from. They were looking to their husbands. And here, the person whom you are looking to passes away, leaves you alone with the kids. And moreover, you are sick.
4: Everywhere you go, you see needs around. And- You go back and you pray, Lord, something must be done.
1: When I came in May of 2009, I felt like coming here, I need to find a Ugandan pastor and enable them to do their ministry.
4: They needed a driver, and I was available. They called me. I shared with her that I was pastoring a small church around, so she picked a lot of interest and started asking me a lot of questions.
1: He was humble and kind, and he wanted to make a difference in people's lives. And we've been working together for 10 years now.
4: When DMI came in, we started small, but I started seeing God answering prayers.
1: The first thing that we do is a nutrition program. The nutrition program helps feed the women and their families. Most of them, they could
3: come to us when they have gone without food, and yet for us also, we could not even help them. But here at DMY, provide food every month to them.
1: The second thing we do is a gardening program. We give the women a plot of ground, and then they garden it. It gives them something that they grow themselves, and. What they don't eat, they sell, and it gives them some money too. The third thing we do is we provide sponsorships so they can go to school. It provides school fees. It provides for their uniforms. It provides for their shoes. It provides a hot meal every day for these children.
5: With the help of Dragonfly, these children are able to study and make a difference with their lives, make a difference for Uganda, and that is our hope. DMI has also
3: helped with the medicals. They come in every time when there's a need, when these ladies are sick. My mom needed to get an
2: operation. They looked at my mom and they supported her. She got that
1: operation. I was really happy. Another thing that we're very excited about is we've been able to help build some houses.
4: When DMI came out to raise money to build a house for us, for someone to own a, a house by herself for cure, not only me, but my mom, she felt great joy. DMY came in and I felt encouraged and lifted. I knew that I have someone to stand with me.
2: It has relieved me. It has relieved my family. The children have grown. I'm joining university this year and I'm very happy.
4: I always appreciate God because of D.M.Y. Dragonfly Ministries, for sure, they've changed my life.
1: I remember one of them saying, we thought that God had forgotten us. And I wanted them to know God didn't forget them. He didn't forget them.
0: Church, would you welcome our special missionary guest, Kathy Sonero. Many of you know Kathy, but if you're new to Radiant, uh, Kathy and her husband, are, I'm being waved at. Hi guys. Uh, <laughs> Kathy and her husband John founded Radiant and so I'm so grateful for their life work and, and uh, excited about the season that Kathy is in with, with DMI. Oh, yes, all the way to the left. That's why they're waving at me, but I'm just a little slow, so. <laughs> Once again, would you welcome Kathy? Thank you, Thank you Kathy.
1: Thank you so much for having me this morning, and it's wonderful to see so many very beautiful, amazing faces. I love you all so much, and I want you to know I do carry you in my heart. I do. You're very precious to me, and you're precious to my husband, and I know that he's rejoicing with you right now in heaven. Um, I will try to keep this short, Okay. In Proverbs 14, 31, it says this. He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. If you're kind to the needy, you honor God. And I think this is what this church has done for many years. We've honored and we've taken care of the needy, meaning we've honored God by doing so. And I am... Very impressed and been for years with how this church has honored and taken care of the needy and in so doing honored God. Since March of 2020, um, just like here, um, the rest of the world, just like the rest of the world, Uganda has been in um, a shut down, a total shut down. No one is working. No one has been going to school or church or even driving their cars. The only ones allowed on the roads were delivery trucks, and uh, what we call in Uganda boda bodas. are these motorcycles who uh, are taxicabs, and they weren't allowed to even take people around. They were only allowed to deliver supplies. So no one was going anywhere or doing anything. Um, there was no income coming into the homes. Um, Pastor Godfrey eventually was able to get. Um, a special paper that allowed him to drive his car around, so he could deliver food to his congregants and and possibly hold a small Bible study and read some scriptures and pray with his his uh, people in his town. Otherwise, for the first few months of the COVID, he was walking and to his people and visiting them and bringing food to them and and praying with them. And that, if you know anything about Uganda, that is a distance to the people in his village and around ginger uh, it was quite a ways from the walk and he was very weary at times and he was texting me and sending me messages every day please pray for me please pray for me I'm weary I am so tired and thank God eventually he was able to get a special paper that allowed him to deliver food and to go and drive his car not with anybody in his car but he could drive his car The difference between living in the U.S. and places like Uganda and other throw countries is there will be no bailouts. There will probably be nothing from the government coming to relieve their hardships. So they're completely dependent on us, the church, the church in America, to help them out. And thank God the church in America has been stepping up and doing what they need to do for their brothers and sisters around the world. And I am grateful for that. There has been no income coming in to the homes. One of the, I want to read to you one uh, a few of the messages that Pastor Godfrey sent to me along the way. He said this in July: talking to someone who is angry, who is hungry, is not easy. They even don't get your message, and is even worse to say that God will feed you. Sometimes, even when you pray for them, they still want something real. I mean action. Just put your hand in your pocket and give them at least 50,000 shillings. That's fifty. Tell them to go and buy some posho or rice. I tell some ministers that the way to the heart of men is through their stomach. And it's so true because often... We want to reach the poor and the needy and others about Christ, and we want to tell them about Jesus and his love. But if you're not taking care of their basic needs and feeding them, giving them something for their stomach and taking care of the needs of their children, they're not going to listen to you about how Jesus loves them. They want you to know that you love them enough to take care of their needs and meet their basic needs Later that month, he was driving around, and he said he was overwhelmed with the needs around him, and he wrote this to me, Mom, I think and believe that this could be too big for DMI, just as it's too big for me. This morning, I was praying, and the Lord took me to his word in Luke 5, 17 through 20, and this is what went into my spirit. The Lord Lord we serve is able. All we need to All we need to do is put our faith together, like Godfrey, you, Mom, DMI, Radiant, and anyone out there. As I talk now, there are over 100 families starving, and these are families outside of DMI. COVID has not left us the same. Dear Mom, hope you are doing well. We pray the Lord keep you safe. I'm letting you know that our ladies are struggling with rent. So besides needing food, the ladies were struggling with rent, and the landlords were coming and wanting to force them out of their homes in the middle of all this. But I want to tell you, over and over and over, over the last several months, we've watched God's provision one time after another, one time after another, God has provided. Our little little mission group, we have, um, on a monthly basis, we need about $1,800 a month to feed our families. We have about 900 and we're scraping to put $900 a month together to feed our, eight, our 19 families. With COVID, our budget went up to about $3,000 a month, 3,000 a month because we had to do weekly drop, food drops. You see our children are in school and they get, they get lunch and they get uh, breakfast every morning. But now they were home every day, which put an added burden on the moms. Where were they going to find food for them? We were already stretching the $900 a month that we were giving them for just one meal a day and the weekends. Now we're going to have to feed them three meals a day, seven days a week, and no income. So $3,000 was our budget for trying to feed these families, and God has provided every single month and you have been instrumental. Some of you have given individually, some of you have, the $2,000 that you gave went to help in that and I thank you so much for that. And I encourage you going forward, if there's any way that you continue, can continue to give towards our nutrition program, we would greatly appreciate that. Again, it's really difficult to feed Families when there's no income and nothing coming in. There was a time when he called me and when he sent me a message about elderly people who had no one to take care of them. And again, God provided for that, too. Just one one thankful provision after another of how God did miracle after miracle after miracle, providing for rent, providing for food, providing for extra food for the elderly in the community that had no one to take care of them, and God provided, and we are so grateful, and we give him all the glory. But the battle isn't over. Uganda is starting to reopen, and unlike here... They're just starting to see the numbers rise in Uganda. In just one month, the numbers have doubled. A month ago, when I checked the numbers, there were about a little over 4,000 people who had been diagnosed with COVID. I checked on October 2nd, there's about 8,500 people now with COVID. A month ago, there was 41 deaths. Today, as of October 2nd, there were 79 deaths. Now. Uganda is about the size of Kansas. That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound too bad, but they're just now starting to reopen and it's starting to spread. So I'm asking you if you would pray with us. This is a country that is overrun with HIV and AIDS. It's malaria is rampant. So many people have malaria. And I'm praying that God will stop this horrible virus from spreading among these people. So many people have compromised immune systems. So I'm asking you to pray with us. Pray that God will set up a standard and protect the women and children and the men of this country. That they won't succumb to this virus as it grows. And they begin to open up because like the rest of the world, they're starting to open up. When probably they should stay shut down. Um, I want to leave you with one scripture And I want to thank you so much for your help and continued prayers and support for Dragonfly. In Matthew 25, and I know this is a familiar scripture, but in verses 37 and 40, it says this. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, whatever you, whatever you did to the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Every dime, every penny, everything you did for the least of these, you did for him. Remember that. What you give towards him, towards these people, you are doing it for Jesus and you're giving it to him. I wanna thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for the time you've given me this morning. Thank you so much for your generous giving towards Dragonfly. Um, I have a table in the back. Anything that's out there is for donation and that money goes towards medical cost. As she said uh, in the video, we have so many medical costs and so many medical things going on. And uh, again, thank you again for all you've done. I think I have one last video to show you. Um, love you all so much Amen
3: Hello Kathy Praise God Uh, We thank God so much for D.M.Y D.M.Y has done so great for us here The ladies are so grateful for the food you normally give them Even right now we are ready to give them food They are so excited You know it has been so hard for them to get food Because of the COVID everywhere, they were completely doing nothing. They were redundant at home because everywhere was locked. We had that lockdown, as you know. But for them, they were having at least something to give their families. We thank you so much for that. And we thank you so much for the love. send our greetings to all the sponsors who are sponsoring this program. May God bless
0: them. Amen. Thank you, Kathy, for sharing about DMI. Um, can we just thank her once again? This is our first Sunday of our missions emphasis, and I want to just discuss a little bit about missions. What exactly is missions? I think I grew up in the military well, I grew up with a father who was in the military, and I think of missions as we're going to go drop a bomb, something, you know, but it's totally different in the church, not dropping bombs. Uh, So there's a little bit of a redefinition that had to take place. The word missions and missionary is not actually in the Bible. Are you comfortable with that? It's okay. The word actually comes from a Latin word, missio, which comes from a Greek word, apostello, which uh, means one who is sent or to send. So you have to... You can see where mission and missionary comes from missio, right? So missio is Latin... Greek, what the Bible was, you know, the New Testament was written in, and to send. All right, we're going to have that word that shows up in Scripture for sure. Uh, but missions, quite simply, is, is sending. Sometimes we, we hear this idea that, well, everyone's a missionary, and I, I appreciate the heart behind that because we are all called to go and represent Jesus Christ. We are all ambassadors of Christ. We are to go into our schools, into our workplaces, into our homes, and our neighborhoods to represent Jesus. But um, if we if if we make that missions, then we we take away the sending aspect, and the sending aspect is important because it was there from the very beginning of the church, the sending. Uh, I, we don't want to lose that sending. So when we go into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our workplaces, uh, and we represent Jesus with our life and with our words, it's what we call evangelism. We share the story of Jesus. And now evangelism is part of missions, but not all evangelism is missions. It's just sharing who Jesus is, sharing the good news. But missions definitely is that sending out um, to overcome barriers, whether they're cultural, geographical, language barriers, to places that don't have an adequate witness of the gospel. See, missions is realizing that there are cultures and linguistic groups that don't have a significant, strong amount of either people or resources to actually do the work of evangelism amongst those people groups, so we send help in a number of forms. We send help. And today what I would like to, what I would like to do is talk about how we send help as a church and why we send help. Let me talk about how, because the how is the easy part. How we send help, we have a missions committee here at Radiant that is in charge of uh, stewarding the missions funds that you give so generously towards the different things that we are partnered with throughout the world Um, they focus on providing financial support to missionaries. They're the ones who communicate with our missionaries, keep us in touch with our missionaries um, and missions organizations. They help us further our heart and love for missions by helping even on hand, you know, people from Radiant be involved and connected. And we, of course, encourage prayer for our missions partners. Radiant currently supports 15 missionaries and organizations with monthly financial support, and uh, we're absolutely committed to making that happen. I get to sit on the committee by virtue of being the pastor, but uh, that committee is, is, is faithful. Listen, if, if the funds don't come in any given month, we're still sending out all of our commitments because they have used some financial savvy to make sure that we have what it takes so we don't miss commitments to those missionaries and organizations that we partner with. So that's the how. That's how we do it here at Radiant, but let's talk about the why. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. And as you turn, let me set up the book of Acts for you. It's the, uh, the, the book of Acts is written by Luke, the guy who wrote the Gospel of Luke. Actually, it's kind of like volume 2 of volume 1. I mean, he, he writes to the same audience to Theophilus in, in, the book of, in, in the Gospel of Luke. And then once again, in the book of Acts, um, you see the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke ends with Jesus' resurrection. He appears to his disciples And then you see the book of Acts open up and Jesus is hanging out with his disciples, right? So it's volume one and volume two of uh, these things together. Actually, biblical scholarship, uh, academia, will will, will often call it Luke-Acts as if it's a unit uh, that comes together. So um, we'll leave that for the the nerdy scholar guys. But just a little fun fact. Did you know that Luke wrote Acts? You don't have to raise your hand. I know you all knew that. All right, Acts chapter one, starting verses verse one. 11. In my first book, I told you, ooh, first book, look at that, there's a reference to the Gospel of Luke. In the first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instruction through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you a gift he promised. And I told, as I told you before, which actually Luke records in the Gospel of Luke, John baptized with water, but, just, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? He replied, "The Father alone has the authority to send those, set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." After saying this, he was taken up to, in a cloud while he while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As he strained to see them rising, as they strained to see him rising into heaven. Two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. So what we have here is Jesus hanging out with his disciples, like, like Luke just says. He gives them instructions. They think... Okay, he's proven himself to be alive. He died. He rose again. This is the time. He's going to restore Israel. See the question they ask? Is this the time? They're saying, the time is now. Look at it. This is so obvious. But Jesus' reply to them is this. You're going to receive power, and you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Kind of think of those as concentric circles, like Jerusalem is where they're at. Judea is their neighbors. Samaria the people that don't even get along with and like, and then to the ends of the earth. In other words, you're going you're to tell people about me here, there, and everywhere. So it's not prescriptive for us to be like, oh, we have to go to Jerusalem, then Judea. It's, it's, it's kind of like right where you're at, and then outward from there you continue to tell. Then we see in Acts chapter 2, we're not going to read it, but if you keep reading in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, which sets up the rest of this book, we see the beginning of the church, The story of Jesus continues through his church. His body ascends to heaven, and his body is established on earth through the church in Acts chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost. The um the the church is, or the disciples are gathered in the upper room, and then you see this, you know, tongues of fire. You know, the Holy Spirit is poured out on his people for what? For goosebumps and to feel good, right? No. From the very beginning, what we see is that set the the disciples up for the rest of the book of Acts. There's bold proclamation. There's bold proclamation in the face of persecution. Peter gets up that same day and he preaches who Jesus is. The very message that Jesus says, you're going to be my witnesses. Witness this. He stands up and he's a witness. 3,000 people are added to the church on that day. The church is born. What's the song we sing? I don't know. There's a song that we sing. <laughs> you know, I live with her. I could have asked her this yesterday. <laughs> There's a song we sing, and there is a line in there about the church was born or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I, you know what happens in this room? We're like, the church was born. I don't, I don't know the words, but I mean, I know. It's like an incredible like, moment like where we realize there's a purpose and a reason why we exist. And we're going to talk about more and more about that. But the Spirit's baptism, its fullness, its indwelling presence is to power us for witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that amen. I should stop right there. Let's go be witnesses. See, God has his agenda. God has a mission. We talk about sometimes God has a mission for us, but really God has a mission and he has a church for his mission, not a mission for his church. A mission is not the activity that he gives us to do. His mission is, and his agenda is, is his purpose and why we even exist. And what is that agenda? Verse 8 of what we just read, you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Now when we think of church though, we oftentimes think of things that are not necessarily totally aligned with his purpose and his mission, am I right? Good things, not bad things. If you go out and survey what is church about, you're gonna get a ton of different answers. Answers like, well, it's about connecting with God. It's about connecting with others in community. It's about programs that help me learn and to grow. All good things. It's about a place to raise my family all good things. But the problem is if we're not careful, we let these good things become our focus. We let these good things become our focus and set our agenda and then our agenda overshadows God's agenda. We pray, God, would you bless our agenda? Would you bless our church? Listen, continue to pray that God, is, that God blesses our church. He has blessed our church. I'm not saying don't pray that. I'm just saying we need to be careful that we don't let our agenda, our activity, overshadow our reason What's that reason for being? Verse 8, you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Westfield, Hamilton County, Indiana, and around the world. So here's the thing. We can get caught up with our own programs and our own agenda And I think the Lord will bless us because we pray, Lord, would you bless us? I think we'll get to heaven, but I'm afraid that we'll miss out on all that he has for us. If we just focus on our own little, our own little bubble, our own little world where everything's buttoned up and nice and pretty, where my family is blessed, where my relationships are blessed, God will bless but we miss out on all that he has. But I'm convinced of this, when we do the things that God is blessing, we don't need to worry about receiving God's blessing because we will be blessed. And what is God blessing? His word going out, the message of Jesus, reaching hearts and lives, children being fed, and hearts opening to the gospel. When we do the things that God is blessing, we don't need to worry about receiving God's blessing because we're living right in the middle of it. I wanna be clear here, there's nothing wrong with our activity, there's nothing wrong with the things that we do to flesh out church, so long as we keep the main thing the main thing. My, my, my senior pastor that I worked for for many, many years, mentor to me, would stand up and say, the church does not exist to raise nice families. Does the church raise nice families? Yeah. It's not why we exist. We exist to put the name of Jesus out there in our neighborhoods and around the world. The church exists to make disciples, to preach the word here, there, and way out there. See, we at radiant we are a lighthouse in this community and you guys live that out we, i haven't mentioned dinners on us because it's become familiar but listen every single week you faithfully continue to serve your missions commitments continue to come in as we continue to to reach beyond us yeah our our, our jerusalem is westfield our primary ministry is to reach this community, our neighbors, those p- who God has planted us in the middle of, but we can't afford to become so focused on our little plot of ground. We can't be so, so focused on our little square, literally, this is a square, that we lose sight of the kingdom. So focused on our pro- pro- programs, asking God to bless us and to bless our church and our agenda God is the one who sets the agenda, and we exist to meet his agenda. May we do the things that God has called us to do. May we be a part of what God is blessing, because when we're a part of what God is blessing, we don't need to worry about whether or not we're gonna receive his blessing. We are abundantly blessed. So what do we do we do? to be a part of what God is blessing. Let me let me give you a word that the word is go, and it's not a surprise to anyone, but it's not necessarily go like get on an airplane. Nobody can get on an airplane anyways to go to another country. Well maybe you can. You can't go to Europe. I tried. Anyways let me read you what we read just a moment ago starting in verse nine. After saying this he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men in Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus, Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Hey, Jesus is gone. He'll come back, but stop standing around. It's what the the angels said. Angels are there to help us interpret what in the world just happened, right? Jesus rises from the tomb, and the women come. They can't find him. What does the angel say? You're not seeing this the right way. Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? Also written by Luke in volume one. And now in volume two, what, what do you see? The same kind of rebuke from the angels. Let me help you understand what you just witnessed. He just went up. Now get off this mountain and go be witnesses, like he said you would do. Why are you just standing there? So how do we, between now and when he returns, not just stand there? We go. We go in person, which I know is not missions. I said, that's just living our Christian life out. We go to our neighborhoods. We go to our families and our workplaces and our schools. This is the beautiful thing about the message of Jesus. We go and it's part of ordinary life. You wake up every single day and you think it's an ordinary day and God sees extraordinary possibilities as you live that out. We go and just by simply being Christ followers, but then we also go by actually doing, by actually serving. Listen, in 2020, oh man. 2020 has been quite the year, hasn't it? Last year, I stood up here and we talked about Vision 2020, preparing for what God has next. Ooh, we didn't know what God had next. But what has next for Radiant? It's We're, we're, we're stepping into next. You were so generous. You blessed this, this church and this congregation. We have a beautiful renovation of this building, but this building is a tool to accomplish the reason why we exist. And we're pretty much done, except for my office, which is a mess because I'm too lazy to put my books back on my shelf. We're done. Let's step into next. The other day I was driving and I was talking to the Lord and I just kind of had this reoccurring theme in these conversations, and I actually walked into Jordan's office the other day, because I throw everything by him. I said, man, I really sense that 2021, that we're gonna up our game in terms of outward focus. That yeah, we put a lot of resources in here to be a tool for the gospel, but this is our launching pad. This is home base as we go into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our workplaces. We're gonna up our game in going. I'm sick of being home the whole time. They've released us, let's go out and tell people about Jesus. One of the ways that we can do that is um, through something that's coming up. And Angela Gately is going to come and share really quickly a special announcement about an outreach opportunity, not in 2021, but in 2020. Um, Light the Night is an outreach. I've asked her to share with us. There is an informational meeting next week about this. You're going to share from there? Do you want a piano accompaniment or no? Okay, come on up.
5: So as Christians, we spend a lot of time thinking of how we can go out into our communities and preach the gospel. It's the Great Commission, and we want to go out and we want to do. Or how do we get people to come here? And Halloween is the one night we literally have people coming and knocking on our doors.
0: So unlike the night, we
5: want to take advantage of that opportunity, and we want to be out in our neighborhoods. And if the opportunity presents itself, we want to teach the gospel to our neighbors and to our friends. So on October 11th, we're going to have a very quick informational meeting. I know it's the day of the picnic, so you're probably all going to be here anyway. So we're going to meet in room 101 and 102, and I'm going to give you ideas on how you can minister into the lives of your friends and your neighbors and be a light in your community on this day of Halloween. Um, I have a flyer that will be available at the radiant kids check-in you can pick it up today or you can pick it up at the information desk i'll give you ideas of games that you can play of snacks that you can provide and um, opportunities to be able to witness to your friends and neighbors
0: Wait, that thank you angel i don't need that i have one on my face <laughs> listen she said it we think about going and we think about going and knocking on people's doors they're knocking on our doors This whole light the night thing is not about inviting people to come to our church for some alternative to to halloween they're going to celebrate their halloween and we're going to shine light right in the middle of it it's not about look at us at radiant look at what we're doing this is a church outreach event no this is we want to help as a church equip you to go out and shine light in your neighborhood may god touch my neighbors may god Penetrate the heart of your neighbors as you shine light right where you are at your front door. The other thing I would say is besides just the, the, the going in person, whether that's just being or whether that's doing, is we go through others. We go through others who God has sent to places that he hasn't sent us. Sending is the emphasis of missions. It's the definition of missions, is it not? It's how we started and during this missions emphasis, we as a church set a goal of how we can send. And it's my prayer that through this time, the missions committee will look and say, oh, we can add more missionaries. We can do more as a church. On your seats, you have this missions pledge card. There's a neat little perforated edge for you to take, fill that out and, and take the other side with you to, as a reminder. Listen, this right here is a commitment card, not a... Uh, you're not signing your life away. There is no PBS pledge enforcement van that's gonna show up and say you haven't paid your pledge. This is between you and God. But it gives us as a missions committee an opportunity to say, hey, let's add some issues. Let's see what we can do because our people wanna step into missions support at this dollar amount. We just count all this up and say, here's the pot that we can count on this year. Let's, let's make sure it doesn't just sit here, but make sure it goes out. I would ask you to take this and actually not fill it out today. I want you to go home and pray about it. I'd rather you hear from the Lord than just kind of whacked on a limb. Not because I'm convinced the Lord was going to squeeze every penny out of you, but because I believe obedience is far greater than sacrifice. My prayer this week and the next few weeks is, well, God, would you let us hear your voice? For some of us we need to be pushed beyond where we're comfortable but i'll let god deal with that if you're not a christian here today this is a very different service i understand this is a focus on missions but that's i'm glad you're here because you might have walked in with ideas of what a church is about you might have thought this is what church is and this is what christians do but it's not about our activities and our events it's about the reason why we exist and what god has made us to do and it's about something that's far bigger than us, far bigger than this address, far bigger than this building. The message of Jesus is why we exist. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son to live a life that we could not live and die a death that we deserve so that we would be made right with him. And I invite you today If you've been considering this thing about Jesus, maybe you like Jesus, but you weren't so sure about the church, well, now you know what the church is about. It's about not us. It's about him. We have elders who will be available after service that come to the front to pray for those in our congregation, they'll pray with you and they'll listen to you, they'll lay hands on you. If you'd like to to say, yeah, I crossed the line of faith, I wanna pray with somebody. As I start this new life out, they're here for you. The fun thing about the book of Acts that I've always thought was cool was that uh, there's no, like, the end. You know that? Luke's not like, and then, da 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 the end. You could hear the Hobbit music playing in the background. There's none of that. It's kind of like this open-ended thing. You know why? Because we continue to write a chapter. Don't add it literally into your Bible, but the church continues to add chapter after chapter after chapter. And we, in 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, continue the story of the Lord's church. Declaring who Jesus is, remembering what he has done. I'm gonna close in prayer and then we're going to receive communion together. And just do just that, remember who, what he's done and declare who he is. That when we leave from this place, we will take that with us, shining light as he's called us to do. Father, we thank you. What a privilege we have to be about what you are doing. You've called us to you. You've changed our life. You've changed our perspective. You've changed our attitudes. You've changed our priorities. And we are in the process of becoming more and more Like your son Jesus Christ. In these next few moments, Lord, we turn our attention to the very thing you gave us. Uh, We call it an ordinance. It's something you commanded us to do when we get together to remember the sacrifice of your son Jesus Christ. We gather together to remember and we're scattered to proclaim and declare what you've done. Let Let this communion not end with this moment. Let it go with us as we leave this place, a sacred moment of remembrance, of thankfulness and gratitude. In Jesus' name.